0: Investment advisory services offered through Sound Income Strategies LLC, an SEC registered investment advisory firm. Johnson Wealth and Income Management and Sound Income Strategies LLC are not associated entities. Johnson Wealth and Income Management is a franchise of Retirement Income Source LLC. Retirement Income Source LLC and Sound Income Strategies LLC are associated entities. Located in Clear Lake and Humboldt, Iowa, serving clients in northern Iowa and southern Minnesota. Well, how are you today? I hope you're doing well, taking a little bit of time for yourself. Welcome to today's program. Let me start out by asking a question. Are you a business owner? Do you run a farming operation? Are you selling things online or selling things in a brick-and-mortar building? If so, today's program is going to be one that I hope that you're able to listen to in its entirety. Today, we're going to be discussing business owner blunders. And these are just simply things that I've observed as a fiduciary and a financial advisor in my two and a half decades of being a business owner. And certainly, this is not going to be an exhaustive list of things. There's many, many layers to being a business owner and having a business and the responsibility that a business brings to your life. But certainly, we're going to be looking at three to four different areas and things that potentially may challenge you to think more about, to actually take some effort to fix if you have a potential red flag, or maybe even bring to your attention that you have some opportunities that you could really be capitalizing upon. And again, we want to be capitalists. We want to be able to take opportunities That we have in front of us to be able to improve our situation, not only for us, but also for our family and for the rest of the generations to come. Now, if you've been listening to this radio show for some time and you've got a burning question, I encourage you go to our website, johnsonwim.com, as in wealthincomemanagement.com, where you will be able to email us whatever questions that you have. I try to, from time to time, pick out a question and throw it into a radio show if I think that it fits with the discussion and the topic of the day. But certainly, if you send us a question and it's something that I know that I can explicitly answer for you and I can help give you a little bit of guidance, I'm willing to do that. So go ahead, go to our website, johnsonwim.com and you'll be able to see previous radio shows, you'll be able to see TV interviews, as well as our weekly YouTube videos that I record each week, and you'll be able to reach out to us personally. Believe it or not, we are human beings, and we do look at our email. It is something that is a part of our daily life. So let's get started. Now, before we do, I guess I have to preempt this by reminding each and every one of you, My book, The Capitalized Retirement in Life, is just about to release. March 5th is going to be the date. So if you go to Amazon.com or any of the major booksellers, you'll be able to find and get a copy of that book. Share it with your friends. Share it with your family. Hopefully, it is a valuable resource to you. So what's the first area that I see that oftentimes can be somewhat ignored by business owners? Well, the first thing is I say all of this in pure empathy. Because, you know, as a business owner, I've made a lot of mistakes. I made a lot of mistakes when I got into the business. And, you know, I've had multiple businesses that I've been involved in. And the reality is, is that there's a lot of mistakes that we make just out of pure ignorance. There's a lot of mistakes that we make simply because we don't know. And maybe that's because we don't ask. But sometimes it's because, well, we don't even know what to ask, right? So the first thing that I'm going to really challenge individuals to think about, and maybe you're a farmer, maybe you actually have a brick and mortar business, is to really be thinking about working with a CPA or an attorney to be able to look at three key areas. The first is going to be your business design. What is your business design? Are you going to be just simply a sole proprietorship, are you going to be an LLC, are you going to be an S-corp, a C-corp? These are things that we need and we rely upon these professionals to provide us advice for. And the reality is, is that if we have, say, multiple LLCs, sometimes we can have mistitling. Sometimes we can have LLCs and they don't seem to have any real harmony between them. They can be designed by obviously different attorneys or CPAs. And the reality is, is that sometimes we just rely upon the person to go ahead and design it, but we forget to actually look at it. And sometimes business owners can look at things and they don't even see it, or they don't even really know what they're looking at. They just trust that it was done right. But I really believe That it is very, very important, especially if you have multiple LLCs or you have a business that is going to be your sole livelihood, that you would be dealing with what you consider to be one true professional that is going to be able to help make certain that there is harmony between all the various different areas of your business and that they are in such a way that would set you up for the next area, which is business succession. In other words, you may be very early on in your business, but you want to be thinking ahead. You want to be thinking about, well, what if I choose to sell this business? What if I choose to keep the business and I just become maybe a minority partner of the business? What if I have, say, something as sudden as an unexpected death? What is going to happen with that business? How is it going to convey to the next generation or to potentially business partners that you might have involved in the business. These are all areas of business succession planning that we tend to avoid because it's always kind of awkward to talk about dying. It's always kind of awkward to talk about something that you don't know is even going to happen. But business succession planning is just as important as how you set up your business right here and right now. third area is going to be tax filing design. And I've found over the years that oftentimes a person will start their business as a sole proprietor and whatever profitability they're making, whatever income they're making, everything obviously is under your social security number. But we have to realize that there is certain tax advantages to other designs of a business. And so if you're not familiar with what those tax advantages could be, I encourage you, get with a qualified CPA, get with an attorney who can be able to give you some competent advice as to how you may need to design that business or maybe even redesign the business. You know, oftentimes we find that there's always a little bit better of a way to do something. And when it comes to your business, we want to be able to make certain that that business is easy and simple to be able to manage. Because obviously you have plenty of work doing what you do, but we want to make certain that if something were to happen to you, it's easy for the next successor, whether that would be a spouse, a child, a grandchild, or even a business partner. So I encourage you, find a professional that you seem to get along with, someone that you respect that has a high degree of experience in the area that you're looking to try to work on and get with them. They are worth their weight in gold. What's number two or what's a second one? A second one is the mistake or the blunder of making it a priority to pay as little tax as is possible every single year. I know some of you are probably throwing your coffee cups at the radio right now, but just hear me out. Let me share with you a story that happened to me. Many years ago, I had a business owner that was a client of mine. And she was a very, very smart CPA. She's a very good CPA. She had a very flourishing business. But you know, this CPA, as many business owners, made it her priority to expense as many things as is possible, to pay as little into Social Security as was possible, to maximize depreciation on literally everything to the greatest extent possible, until one day, she had a massive stroke. And unfortunately, that massive stroke left her so disabled that she was no longer able to actually run her business. Now, we can sit here and we can talk for minutes upon minutes about the implication or the consequence of doing what she did. But what I can suggest is that that woman, due to the severity of her stroke, ended up going on Social Security disability. And between her and her husband, they had very little to live on, even with the Social Security disability, primarily because she never paid anything into the system. She made certain that she paid the absolute minimum that she possibly could. She absolutely abhorred paying taxes. And I get it. We already pay enough in tax. But there is a reason that you want to make it a priority to be able to pay your fair share of taxes? Because down the road, you can have many negative implications. You know, oftentimes, business owners will be buying equipment. They will be buying equipment, whether they need the equipment or not. And they're going to be buying it simply because they have been talked into buying it because they need some sort of depreciation. They need a deduction. And I get it. I understand the reasoning behind it, but I'd like you to consider just for a moment the reason why taking maximum depreciation is not always the best thing. Understanding that down the road, let's say that you bought a new tractor that was, you know, a million dollars, or you bought a brand new building or a brand new piece of equipment, whatever it was, and you were maximizing the depreciation on that. And then realize that down the road, you decided to exit the business for whatever reason. Maybe you were getting too old. Maybe it was time for retirement. And you decided to have the good old proverbial farm sale. Well, the reality is, is that whatever you sell that piece of equipment for, you're now going to be realizing that as income. And you're going to be paying taxes on that. This is the reason why, upon exit, thinking about succession plans that you will see so many business owners, so many farmers trying to sell their equipment on contract over the course of, say, a five-year period of time. Why is that? Because they want to be able to stretch that income out over the course of time. Now, you could argue that Social Security is not going to be there for you, so why even pay into it? But I'd like you to just think about something. I'd like you to think about your surviving spouse. Because, you see, if your surviving spouse... Maybe she's been a homemaker. Maybe she has worked all of her life, just never got paid for it. She reared the children and she spent time working with you in that business. And so she doesn't have anything for a work record and you were the breadwinner, but you barely paid anything into social security. Think about the survivorship benefits that she's not going to be receiving after you pass again. I understand why we don't want to pay taxes and why we want to make it a priority to pay as little as possible, but do realize that there is always a negative consequence down the road for business owners when they handle their business and their tax planning that way. This is putting a great deal of presumption upon the future. So if you're thinking, you know, that really does make sense, or if you have questions about today's discussion... I'm going to encourage you to reach out to me. Call our office at 866-290-3837. If you have questions, we will do our best to answer them for you. Take the first step, reach out at 866-290-3837. Again, that's 866-290-3837. Now, as we get into part two of this, I want you to stick around because I'm going to be giving you alternative means of being able to get tax deductions without all of the negativity that goes along with having the farm sale so sit tight you're not going to want to miss the next part of business owner blunders we'll be right back Thanks for listening to our show. Our income-first model is a strategy that seeks to focus on income through a diverse portfolio of fixed income and fixed income-like equity positions. To accomplish this, we just avoid mutual funds and we focus on individual income-generating securities that can be customized and managed for your specific investment needs. By being willing to stray away from a short-term benchmark, we can focus on delivering a more secure and reliable year-over-year income stream and opportunistically manage through volatility To learn more about our income-first approach, just reach out to the show today.
1: Call 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. Or visit johnsonwim.com. That's johnsonwim.com. Welcome back to the Capitalized Life for Retirement program with Matthew Johnson.
0: And welcome back to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Show. I'm your host, Matthew Johnson, president and owner of Johnson Wealth and Income Management, a retirement income source located in Clear Lake and Humboldt, Iowa, serving clients in northern Iowa and southern Minnesota. If you're just joining us, welcome to today's program. Today, we're customizing this episode to business owners, whether you're a farmer, maybe you are a animal producer, maybe you're a brick-and-mortar business owner. Maybe you make and bake goods out of your home. Whatever the case may be, if you consider yourself to be that of a self-employed individual, you have your own business, your own operation. Hopefully, today's program can help challenge you on some potential red flags that you need to maybe get fixed, or maybe even some opportunities to take full advantage of. We were really dealing with The first two blunders that I see, number one, not working with professionals to be able to properly tidy up the design or the titling of your business, not paying attention to a succession plan, what's going to happen in the event of your premature death, what happens if you get disabled. Those are all unsavory things, but they're no doubt necessary as business owners to continue the succession of the business. When we think about our businesses, we have a lot of sweat equity involved, and we want to be able to see that business succeed and carry on beyond us in many instances. And so business succession is very, very important. Just as important is the business tax filing design. Are you going to be an LLC? Are you going to be a C-Corp? Are you going to be a self-employed individual? Are you going to be a S-Corp? There is pros and cons, there's advantages and disadvantages to all the different designs. But as a business owner, a legitimate business owner, I believe needs to work with a tax professional to figure out what's going to be the most efficient and effective way to run their business. We also discussed the importance of not always making it a priority to pay as little in tax as is possible every single year. It is important, I believe, to pay into Social Security. It is important to pay yourself and to pay taxes on that money to make certain that you're simply not taking and just buying pieces of equipment for the sake of buying pieces of equipment just to get a depreciation, which is going to help you save in taxes. There's many other more efficient ways of being able to save in taxes. So. In the first two, we covered a lot of ground, but what about number three? Number three is a big one, and this is one where you may have already thrown the cup at the radio, but you may get out the ball bat. I don't know. And this is where it is something that I think is very understandable, but it is a big mistake in my opinion, and that is assuming that your business will be your retirement plan, your sole retirement plan. I see this happen over and over again. I see this happening with farmers. I see this happening with business owners that have brick and mortar legitimate businesses. And it's not to say that it's not true, because it is true in many instances. But the reality is, is that if I were to look in your garage or if I was to go to your shop, I'm willing to bet that I would find a toolbox, and in that toolbox, I would probably find multiple tools. You see, as we progress in our business, and that business is profitable, number one, we need to be paying ourselves out of that business. That is a number one priority. But we also need to be taking and making certain that that business is not prioritized as the only source of retirement income that we're going to have. Now, let me go back to mistake number two, and that is paying as little tax as is possible. Today, many people are being convinced by their CPAs, their accountants, even implement and equipment dealers, that they need to buy something. Could be a pickup truck. It could be a tractor. It could be a piece of, you know, machining equipment, whatever it is, but they're doing it simply not because they need it. They're doing it because they need the depreciation on it. They're building a building because they need the depreciation for the tax savings. Now, if you need it, I get it. But you see, there could be a simpler way to be able to pay yourself and to be able to save in tax so that when you get to retirement, when you get to that point where you're now thinking about transitioning out of the business, you don't have to completely rely upon a particular sale price for the business in order for you and your spouse to be able to basically survive in retirement. What do I mean? Well, the reality is that we have been given opportunities, multiple ways to be able to save for retirement that gets us a tax deduction. I want to just remind each and every one of you, if you have a question pertaining to your retirement, I encourage you go to our two websites, the first is CapitalizedLife.com. You can click on the little button that says Ask MJ, and that's going to get your question right to me. You can also go to our primary website, which is W I M, as in WealthIncomeManagement.com, and you can also post your questions there. Now, of course, most every single person listening to this radio show has heard of something called the traditional IRA. And the traditional IRA otherwise known as the individual IRA or individual retirement account, allows you to be able to take a portion of your income. And as long as you're itemizing, which you probably are if you're a business owner, you can contribute up to $8,000 if you're over the age of 50 into that individual traditional IRA. And you're going to be able to Take that $8,000 from your income. You're going to be able to reduce your income by $8,000, get a tax deduction for that. And if you have enough income and you're married, you can do that for you and you can do that for your spouse. But, you know, for many business owners, say $16,000 in tax deductibility, well, that's not nearly enough. Now, if you're a really small business, it could be. But what if you have a bigger operation? What if you got a bigger business? Well, this is where we have to start exploring other opportunities, other avenues of being able to save for retirement that will still create tax deductibility for you. The second area that I want you to look at is something called the simple IRA. Now, this is just about as simple as it gets. It's like an IRA, except it's an IRA on steroids. And the reality is, is that this gives you an opportunity as a paid employee to be able to contribute to a retirement program, but it also creates a tax deduction for the business itself. Because the way that a simple IRA is designed, it allows you to be able to contribute as much income as you want to up to $19,500. So let's say that you have $70,000 of wages that are being paid to you by your business. You're a paid employee. You could take and funnel, say, $19,500 of your own income into a simple IRA. That's going to reduce your reported income by nearly $20,000. But then it gets better because the simple IRA is going to allow your business to contribute into that same plan for yourself another 3%. So, 3% of the $70,000 of income that you got paid, the business has to cough that up and put that into your simple IRA, creating a tax deduction for the business itself. So, pretty cool. Now, what if you have a business that's legitimate enough, that it's big enough, you've got paid employees? Well, guess what? Being able to attract talent, being able to retain talent, skilled workers, is a big deal in today's world. And guess what? Many employees, people that are searching for a job today, are looking for jobs that are able to provide them retirement benefits. Now, you may not be big enough or fancy enough to offer a 401k, as some business owners do, but the reality is is that you don't have to. The simple IRA affords you the opportunity of being able to say, yes, I have a retirement program. And yes, my business will contribute 3%. If you put in three, we'll put in three. You put in two, we'll put in two. You put in one, we'll put in one. So this gives you an opportunity of not only being able to fund your own retirement and save in taxes, but it gives you an opportunity of legitimizing your business in the eyes of your employees. This helps you with retention and with attraction of new talent. Now, What if you need to have even more of a robust savings plan for yourself? Well, welcome to the world of a SEP IRA. SEP stands for Simplified Employee Pension IRA. Now, here's the thing that may be a little bit uh, intimidating when you hear the word pension, but it's not a pension at all. It's basically a retirement program that you're able to fund in very large ways. So what's the benefit of a SEP IRA? Well, the benefit of a SEP IRA is that it affords you the opportunity of being able to contribute up to 25% of the compensation paid to you into that SEP IRA. In 2024, you would be able to contribute. Your business would be able to contribute up to $69,000 per employee. Now, That's not a chump change. Nearly $70,000 of tax deferral that you can put into your own retirement program. This is something that's huge. Now, of course, they always have limits on it. It's 25% of compensation up to $69,000. If you're self-employed, generally that works out to be about 20% of your net income. But think about the opportunity that that gives you. And if you're investing that money, you're paying yourself. You're not paying an implement dealer. You're not paying a car dealer. You're not having to worry about depreciation. That is instantaneously deductible in the year that you make that deposit. So you see, as a business owner, avoid the pitfalls of not doing anything. Avoid the pitfalls of always paying attention to this idea that you have to buy equipment or you have to build a building or buy another piece of real estate or something of this nature in order to get a tax deduction. Because the opportunities exist. There are tools that you can put in your toolbox. And does that mean that you stop putting money back into your business to continue to grow it? Absolutely not. That's vital. But this is about you. This is about your retirement. Understanding that You don't know what the future holds. You don't know what you're going to get for your business, what it's going to be worth. Those are all presumptions. All of us make that. And so having other avenues of being able to have retirement savings only gives you flexibility. It gives you the opportunity of being able to go with the flow and have a little bit more headroom of flexibility when you get to that day in which you're exiting the business. So if some part of today's discussion really resonated with you, and you have questions about today's discussion, you have questions that you want to have answered with regards to something that we discussed, I'm going to encourage you, do the right thing and reach out to me at 866-290-3837. My team will put together some materials for you that I know will be of value, and we'll email them to you, or we'll toss them in the mail if you prefer. If you have questions, I will do my very best to spend a few moments to answer those questions for you. So take the first step. Reach out to us at 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. I hope today's program has challenged you. It's given you some opportunity and things to now search out and be able to determine if these things are for you. As always, I'm Matthew Johnson. Thank you so much for listening. And remember... It's up to you to make today a great day.
1: That's all the time we have for today. To schedule 15 minutes with Matthew off the air, call 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. And for more information, visit us online at johnsonwim.com. That's johnsonwim. We will be back again next week at this same time for another Capitalized Life and Retirement program with Matthew Johnson.